Let's go, boys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. I hope you're doing well. Hey, let's get this out of the way first. Central Coast Mariners, A-League champions, 6-1 over Melbourne City. Wow. (laughs) What a grand final win. Did not see that coming. They were the underdogs heading in and uh, gave them an absolute shellacking. Melbourne City uh, didn't turn up and uh, and they were the favourites on the night. Tell you what. The buzz around town, obviously I live on the Central Coast, it's um, it's pretty hectic. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of the Mariners boys are probably still partying, but it was uh, an unreal effort. And uh, admittedly, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I mean, I'm not watching it every week like other people would, but, uh, you know, watching those final weeks, the semi-final, I think they drew 20,000 to the stadium here on the Central Coast. It was the biggest crowd ever. And then to go on and just absolutely blow the opposition out of the park, uh, amazing, amazing to watch. I was at the yeah at the railway hotel in Gosford, and uh, the feeling there was absolutely electric. Goal after goal after goal. Uh, the the TVs were there. The <laughs> the local NBN TV station was there. My partner Maddie she got interviewed, so that was um that was good as well. A uh, bit of fun. But uh, once again, congratulations to the Mariners. This week, a little bit of a different episode. Uh, Usually I'm the one asking the questions, but this week it's been turned on me. Um, We have the guys on from the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Now, I appeared on their show last Friday and I thought I'd sort of cut together a bit of a snippet from that interview. Um, So it's Rossi, Braggy and Curly. And Curly started the podcast over 100 episodes ago, you know, a couple of years back. And... uh, I love the podcast. It's all about supporting undiscovered artists. So they had me on, you know, a year or two ago to talk about the Ritzy Kids. And I've appeared a few times on there ever since. And they've always been very welcoming. Great guys. They know their music. They love their music. I know that Rossi, he's a uh, guitar tech and he's played in bands. Bragg, he plays in bands too. Curly, he's got great knowledge in music. And they have a great show that gets released every Friday. And one of the reasons I really wanted to play this on the street press today is if you're uh, someone who loves music and you need more, you need to find more music, you want to listen to more different types of bands and whatnot, this is a good podcast for you to do that, Unfiltered and Undiscovered. And if you're a band, you're someone out there who writes their own music and wants to get a little more exposure, maybe this podcast, you should send your songs to, you know, Braggy, Curly, Rossi, see if they like it and see if they want you on the episode. I th- I'm sure that they would. They're, they're more than accommodating and, uh, and great fellas too. So this is a snippet from my chat with them just uh, a couple of days ago. We get stuck into all things Ritzy Kids and they've been uh, really championing the band ever since the Ritzy Kids have been around and we talk about the singles that have been out so far, so it's sort of like a, a recap up until this point. Obviously, the EP is coming out later this month. 
the uh, EP title, maybe in this interview as well. I haven't uh, announced that yet, but it was a, a really, really great catch-up. We covered off a lot of things, including they asked me uh, my favourite meat pie story, which I thought would have taken me back a little bit, but I was so lucky that I had one on the brain. I remembered vividly a story from back in 2014 when I was playing weddings, and uh, and that is going to be a part of this interview too. So uh, hopefully you enjoy. I also just want to clear something up just before the episode plays. They do play three Ritchie Kids songs in there in full, but I have trimmed them down. So you won't hear the songs in full. You'll get what I mean when the songs start playing. They're only little snippets, but on the actual episode, they played the full song. All right, so let's uh, introduce our special guest. We've got Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. We love the Ritzy Kids. And Sean's been a bit more prolific, I guess, in his music since we last uh, spoke to him. So how are you, Sean? It's great to have you back. Hi, it's great to be back. There was a little bit of a... um a gap between the last time we spoke. I think we went red hot every couple of weeks and uh, we, were, we were chatting on the podcast. But I haven't been on it in about a year, but I'm doing good. Feeling a lot better after last week. I was going to jump on here, but uh, got the old COVID, but I'm feeling better now. So last time we spoke, you were getting the band together. You were starting to look at some of those early gigs that you were doing. How's the live stuff working for you? Yeah, the gigs have been really good. We started gigging in September. It was the very first gig for the Ritzy Kids. We booked a show at the Bridge Hotel in Balmain, which is sort of a place I love playing. It's like sort of the home of rock and roll in uh, in Sydney, among a few other venues. But, uh, yeah, we booked it, put the show on ourselves, and... We had a good little turnout there. It was it was a sensational night, and from there we've had we've had a few gigs since then. I mean, we've only had a handful, but uh, it's been good. We feel like the reception's been nice, and we're 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 starting to you know putt along pretty well. Excellent. So who's in the band? Andrew is the lead guitarist and backing vocalist. He also played in my solo project back in the day. We've been playing together for close to ten years. Jared who also was in my solo project back in the day. He plays the bass. And Scotty McGee's on the drums. We both went to school together uh, in the same year and always dreamed of playing in a band together. So it's really, really cool to um, to have these guys in. We're having a fun time. I guess it's hard for you with your job, but are you thinking of doing a tour? Or Yeah, we'd love to. So um, we're looking at releasing an EP. And uh, as of talking to you just now, it's just getting mixed and mastered at the moment. So once that's done, once that's released, we'll probably – See, um, you know, Sydney, see if we can get up to Newcastle. Potentially Melbourne would be fun. What part of Sydney are you guys based in? Well, we're actually north of Sydney on the central coast. Andrew's in Sydney. I did live in Sydney as of, you know, not too long ago, but the three of us out of the four are on the central coast and we're sort of scattered throughout the coast. But, um, yeah, it's, it, that's where we Gotta are. Got to get yourself down to the Lincoln Pin, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not far from the Lincoln Pin. So Lincoln Pin's just down the hill from where I am and um, – and the bass player Jared, he just he's there every Saturday night. <laughs> oh, really? I'm up. There. Yeah, he loves I'm it. I'm up there Sunday afternoon, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you'll probably see Jared there. He's, okay. He's, uh, he he basically looks after the joint. It's a great place. It's a great gig, and to have it in Woi Woi on like the Central Coast, it's it's like a beacon of independent music up there. Lots of local mm. bands play there. Lots of there's so yeah, many local yeah. bands on the Central Coast. It's astounding. 
Yeah, and you know, bands on the Central Coast and people and punters have been dying for a, a place like this. You go to the pubs and clubs and you get your cover bands and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's always good to go and see and support original music and to have a venue like Lincoln Pin. The owners there, they love it. Um, they live and breathe it, and they get right behind it. And so do the locals yeah. too. So it's um, it's nice to have a venue like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having Mazawak there on the Sunday session would just be an amazing experience. Yeah. Just quietly. Yeah, and Hoodie from the Johnnies is opening for him. He lives up there. Okay. Yeah, he lives uh, on the Central, Central Coast. Coast. Yeah, he does. And he's well, always hold, he's probably a good mate of Jared's, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, probably after. Two bass players. Oh, oh, t- I'm going to tell Hoodie yeah. to look out for him. He'll find him. That's oh, he'll find him. <laughs> That's dangerous. Two bass players, always dangerous. So does it feel like you've got a band now, Sean? Is that you yeah, sort of yeah. evolved, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, the, it all started, you know, what, nearly three – oh, no, it was two years ago, just writing songs of my own in, in, in this room, actually, and um, – and obviously Willard was helping me. He was putting drums to the tracks and mixing and mastering at the time. And obviously uh, I wanted to start playing some live shows. So to get the boys in, it's amazing. We, we jam. We've been jamming every yeah. week. It's just a lot of fun, you know. We, we really enjoy it. That's that's the main thing, I think. But we're playing originals music and we're enjoying the music that we're doing. And um, it's heaps of fun. It's just, I mean, you guys know. It's just good. Nothing, yes. nothing better than playing in a band, yeah. you know. It's it's the best thing, especially you can do. your own stuff. It's just so fun. Yeah. So what? So write, writing, songwriting wise, Sean, what have we been doing since episode fifty, whatever it was? Heaps of songs written then. Um, obviously released a few singles, but this EP coming up, we got about seven songs on the EP. Three of those are the singles, but yeah, writing a lot of songs. Um, I'm always demoing. Um, I've got the beauty of my job. I get home quite early and I have no no disruptions. So I, I get stuck in. I make sure that I get in here and do at least an hour or two. It's just like uh, someone might go to the gym for two, yeah. an hour or two, but I, I jump in and, um, and I start writing songs and, and I write a lot of lot of shit yes. <laughs> um, but I but I just make sure that I just keep writing just to um, you know to make sure that I'm really sharpening that sort of mm. tool or whatever it's funny to think actually I've, I've been doing it for nearly 20 years now you think you get over it but <laughs> another mate of mine who's a songwriter he said that he just records everything and he does it on yeah. his phone it doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. and when he's working on other pieces he goes back and he goes through his archives he goes that's the bit I need and he says it's like exactly. ripping himself off that's so it's so but, you, but, but it's interesting you what you say, Sean. You actually have to do that. It's like if you're if you're a novelist, you know, they say you have got to sit down at the typewriter. Whether anything comes out or Discipline. not doesn't matter. Yeah. Sit down and yeah. think about it for two hours. If you get nothing, you get nothing. But you got to yeah, it's discipline. You're right, yeah. Rossi. It's like anything. You can't do you find it cathartic make- as well, Sean. Yeah, I mean, some I have my good days and I have my bad as days. We all do. <laughs> You're your own th- songwriting is your own therapy, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's nice to be able to if you have a crap day and you come in here and you you start writing about your day, you sort of in a way you release it. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you makes you feel good. And then you might be having a really good day and you're like, oh, well, I've got to go in there and put in my hours. And uh, you come in and you start playing and you're like. That's rubbish. I'm the worst songwriter of all time. <laughs> then you get you go down then. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But, but look, it's the same thing with gigs, right? And you guys know this, is that yes. you'll go and you'll play a gig and you'll go, I am a god, we are fantastic, you play, and, and the audience just goes, huh? Yeah. And then other times yeah, you'll yeah, play yeah. a gig and you will play like absolute proverbial busted and you'll know that it's just all shit and they love it and you're like going, 
Why? Yeah. yeah. Why do they it's like? It's always those gigs. That's a mystery. Always those gigs where they come up to you and they say, um, you know, you've had a bad. You feel like you've had a bad gig, and you get them, and they come up to you and they go, "Oh, that was the best gig. You guys oh, are the best fantastic." I've seen and you're just like, "You're kidding. You're, you're kidding, mate." <laughs> I was talking to a mate of mine today about exactly that, and it's like we have no perspective on what it is. It just is, you know, yeah, yeah, and you have no is. control over it either, right? It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, Rossi when you play the same room two nights in a row, you don't change anything. Think and one night it sounds fantastic, and the next night the sound it doesn't. What what fucking goes on? Is it just men- is it mental? I've been there where. I- Oh, yeah, I've sat there at a desk and I've gone, I am a golden god. I can't do anything wrong. Yeah, like I'm, I'm flicking faders and and it's just everything's coming together. The next night, same production, everything, I just go, like someone comes up to you and goes, are you new at this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember when uh, when when we first talked to Mick Madu on the, um, on the podcast and, and I was sharing – some of the joy that I used to get from seeing the tribesmen around that 86, 87 period. Yeah. And Mick said, yeah, we weren't real great live. And I'm thinking that that was the best band ever. Oh, and I would have seen them once every month. And he said, no, we're still sort of feeling our way to becoming a good band. So I was going to say to Sean, though, that yeah. seven tracks, that's not an EP, mate. That's a mini album. I was going to say, too, same I know. thing. Hey, I, yeah. album. It's only three tracks off an yeah. album, mate. I was listening to Missy Higgins talking about um, her, I think hers is six or something, six or seven. She used that term. She used mini album. Yeah. But it's funny, like, I feel like these songs all fit, and you probably understand that too, where, like, if I don't have them together... I won't put them on the next thing anyway, so I'm just like, yeah, just got yeah, to have yeah. these seven glued together mm, and yeah. whatever it is, EP, mini album. Actually, I like mini album. Yeah. More people might buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you charge more for it. <laughs> well, you know, but you know what? Uh, in, but the thing in, is, in the digital age, we, we yeah. need to come up with some new names because you know you, you don't have to fill two sides of a of a freaking yeah. bit of vinyl. No. You, you can have any number mm. you want. So. We still call it an EP. It could be. I, I guess, yeah. like you say, those seven songs are glued together. Do you find that with the songwriting process that just naturally you find that songs belong together almost like a family? I always find that they glue together usually from a time. An era. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reckon I wrote the majority of these songs between December 2020 and I want to say July 2021. Lockdown, baby. In between that period. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was all lockdown, all this stuff. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, it takes a while to, to pump them out and get them ready and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, i got songs I wrote 10 years ago that I haven't released still, so, you know. <laughs> So there's a real Ritzy Kids vibe. So we've got three songs lined up that we'll play snippets of, and there's a real Ritzy Kids vibe through each and every one of them, Sean. So is that something you go out of your way purposely to get the sound, or is it just something that naturally evolves? No, I mean, I've always just sort of written the punk songs that sort of way. Obviously, Mitch Willard has the touch still doing the mixing and mastering. That could play a role as well. Maybe it is that thing where I, a lot of the songs you've heard are from a, that era mm. of when I just started pumping them out. Mm. I don't mean for them to all sound <laughs> together, but it's. I'm actually glad that they do. Yeah, and, and your vocals continue to be a real standout to me when I listen to them, so... 
Well, thank you. I always feel like I'm I'm working on on that. It's 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 something that I've been singing, like I said, for twenty years, but it's not something I've ever felt I've mastered. No, the vocals are, you've been singing for twenty years, and boy, even, are you tired? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I the vocals are even uh, even better on these next couple of tracks we're going to play, actually. And I reckon that's probably because you're playing yeah. you're playing okay. live gigs. I reckon that's that yeah, definitely yeah, helps yeah, your probably, voice. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, really, really working. Out, but yeah. surely the cohesion comes from you recording in the room and then you sending off to the same production team mixing. That gives you that cohesion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, I, I think that definitely does. Yeah, bring them bring them together a bit. Well, so, let's yeah. let's listen to a little bit of Crank the Stereo and then we'll have a chat about that song. So this came out uh, about five months ago, according to YouTube, right there. So yeah, that's let's right. see how we go. That's got real youthful exuberance, that song. It's very close to my wheelhouse, mate. Nice stuff. You're saying you're working on your vocals. You're kidding. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, it's a real, like you said, you know, youthful sort of poppy sort of uh, in-your-face sort of song. It's, there's no real um, lull in that one. I think it's just all very much just sound, just uh, hitting in the yeah. face kind of thing. Yeah. But the BBs are great. All those harmonies yeah, and power pop stuff just like give me more power pop. I'll listen to it all day. <laughs> it's great, mate. Really yeah. good. We love the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live it. <laughs> it always re- it's got a real summer vibe yeah. to it too, Sean. Yeah. Real summer, like that, that's yeah. a school holiday song. That's funny that you said that because it was released on the second of December, and when we uh, when we listened to it, we were like. That has to be the first one in summer mm. because we said the same thing. We said, oh, it sounds a bit summery, so why don't we just kick things off with that? Mm. It's also the first song with all the boys on it. Is that right? So, okay. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, it's it's a really good recording. Does it make yeah. you want to go and have a beer on a Sunday afternoon? Uh, oh, mate, <laughs> there are so many songs that make me want to have a beer on a Sunday afternoon. As long as I don't have to watch the Dragons play, I'm going to be happy any Sunday uh, afternoon. But, yeah, that's that's just a cracker. Now, Braggy's trying to say something. No, it's all right. I'm so. just going to say it definitely has the Central Coast vibe to it, that song. You know? mm. <clears throat> don't you reckon? Oh, well, that's good. You represent. represent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Sean, talk about Hollywood Famous. That was the next one along? Yeah, Hollywood followed um, Crank the Stereo and that song is the shortest song I've ever written, actually. Oh, two minutes and two, two seconds. Yeah, two minutes, two seconds, straight That's in, punk, straight baby. out. That's pocket watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's pocket watch. If you've got yeah. nothing to say, just say it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one about um, a bit of the Harvey Weinstein stuff that was happening. Um, so it's pretty deep, that one. Um, I, I really like Hollywood. There's something about Hollywood that I um, – I really enjoy, I think, probably because it's short. I don't know. <laughs> and when you play it live, it's like, oh, that one's done. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's got sort of a, a serious vibe to it. And uh, the girl on the, on the front single there, she's um, a friend of mine, Jamie. She's also an actress, and she's over in America at the moment. So uh, we got a free, uh, free cover of <laughs> out of it as well. Excellent. So let's, uh, let's just share a little bit of... Well, actually, we could almost share the whole lot here. Yeah, so go for it. two minutes of Hollywood Famous. Oh, 
I fucking love that one. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah, don't hold that. back, Bragg. You don't hold back. There's, oh, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in that one. But the harmonies, man, again, the vocals. The vocals are just so yeah. layered and structured and beautiful, man. They're great. Yeah. Really good stuff. That's a good you. little song. That's a good little <laughs> yeah. song, sure. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, like I said, two, two minutes. In and out, and I don't think I could have added any anything else. And I don't. I think the boys were the same. They were like, I think there was a point where we were like, maybe do we do a double chorus at the end? And the boys were like, no, nah, we just leave it how it is. Mm, yeah, yeah. The in drum the, rolls, the drum rolls, and the bass in that is really quite prominent as well. Yeah, I think they sit in nice and tight with each other. Those two, Jar- Jared and, and and Scotty, there they um they work together pretty well. In the modern age, you know, people's attention spans are so short. Anyway, two minute songs yeah. are becoming more and more common. I've got to say, yeah, two minutes and two. That's I, an um, opus for a uh, pocket watch. Two minutes and two. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That'll be the length of their Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I brought this up the other day, what you just said then, Rossi, about uh, the songs being a lot shorter and stuff. And um, I used to work on this youth station. Mm-hmm. So I'd have my microphone in front of me where I'd be reading the news and on the right I'd, I'd be able to see the song lists and the songs coming up. And every single song on that station was under 2 minutes 30. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh. Yeah, who else did that? The Beatles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. There's method to it. No, yeah, there is. No time to go for, short songs. No time to go for a piss if you're a DJ. I mean, in, <laughs> that's, in the old days. <laughs> in the old days. <laughs> Only yeah. play back to back. So then the latest one that's come out is Dark Blue Sky. Yeah, Dark Blue Sky is definitely a uh, song for the times. It's about yeah, just struggling to pay the rent, basically. And, and there's so many people doing that right now. They're really struggling, um, even, even the mortgage. I mean, the, the mortgage is crazy at the moment. So um, it, it came out at, at the right time, but I actually wrote it during the lockdown where there was the fear that everyone was going to lose their jobs. So that's when I wrote it. But then when we released it a good year and a half later, it meant even more, I suppose, you know, because how everyone's struggling at the moment. The housing crisis, and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, and that was that was coincidental. I mean, and we weren't just trying to take advantage of the situation. We just went, wow, the next one's coming up, Stark Blue Sky, and a lot of people are struggling. And, um, yeah, so. Honesty goes a long way, mate. Mm. That's right. It's one of those ones where at the time when you when you release it, you think, you know, you, well, you hope it's going to mean something to someone, but uh, it's quite clear when you listen to the song what it's about. I mean, the chorus is, is very much like, hey, we got no money. Sweet but funny, man. Who's up for an Emmy? Yeah. Who's up for a Grammy nomin- Emmy, so, Emmy yeah. nomination? For everyone that's <laughs> for everyone that's listening on the audio platforms, follow the link that you'll see in the show notes to that film clip because that's uh, a Sean Fraser Emmy Award winning. Oh man! Performance, Give him a golden statue. Yeah. First time I've ever acted. Could yeah. be the last. Yeah, and you can't sing either, right? Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> we want more. Clips. And I like the Gretsch your guitar oh. player's got. Like your guitar yeah. player's Gretsch. Oh yeah, it's beautiful, it's isn't nice. it? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew's one of those guitar guys, you know. <laughs> like uh, oh, I love a guitar. 
but he loves the guitar. He's probably got fifteen of them, you know. Oh. And, he, and he, he always turns up, always turns up the jam. Band practice with a different guitar, and I'm like, "Did you buy a new guitar every week?" It's a different guitar, but he loves them, and, yeah. and they're beautiful. So, so, but just going back to that song, that that film clip, even though it's a little bit tongue in cheek, yeah, it, is a really almost it challenges people to listen to the song. Yeah, you know, and yes, I love the subtle little things like uh, take. Feet picks for money. <laughs> oh, they kill me. Some of the fetishes out there in this world today <laughs> just amazes me. So no and, matter uh, what your uh, picadillo is, there is someone who'll pay money for it. <laughs> yeah, that's is, right. <laughs> Sean, is the clip? It was the clip all your your you guys' idea, or you have someone else come up with a like a. a the theme for it or so the band shots were at bangers and mosh studio here on the coast a friend of mine owns a studio we went in there did a few live performances um and then i said why don't we just try and make a video clip Mm -hmm. and uh we played uh dark blue a few times and then literally two days later i had the day off work and i woke up and i went i think the the video needs a bit of um story to it so i just sort of wrote the story Went at it. It's fantastic. <laughs> great, mate. And yeah. Really good. It was all done in about half a day, That the um, stuff from my house. That's my house, obviously, in there. Yeah. I was with you when the milk was gone and yep. no toilet paper, no toothpaste, <laughs> but I was very upset when you were selling the amp for 200 bucks, mate. Oh, no, it's worth more. I know, I know. I was, <laughs> it's worth more. You should – yeah, mate. I know you're desperate, but come on. Right? <laughs> well, as you can see at the end, and I don't want to give too much away for the people, for your, your listeners, I'm may not have had to sell it. <laughs> I was worried. I was very worried. <laughs> it's a nice amp. I, I like that amp. I only just got it, actually. Is it a hot it's rod? It's a second-hand one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, second-hand, I got it. I just saw it. And they I went, sound oh, great, man. They sound great. Mm. More of that. More of those clips yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pop stuff. Thank it's you. the pop vocal. There's great pop vocal, mate. Ah oh, well, I think I think the boys are really helping me yeah. uh, sing with with all their parts and and, and whatnot and um and uh, yeah you know it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. What can we now expect to join those those songs on the mini album? Yeah, so there's four more to come. Um, they're done. Some are pretty heavy, as in um, not so much with lyrics, but very drop D heavy sort of songs. So uh, yeah, Rossi's got the thumbs up; <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> yeah, we got some songs that should fit in very nicely with that, and we might have another music video on the way as well. So yeah, it's going to be a busy month or two, three. Yeah. yeah. So when's that come out? We want it to be out in June. We want to sort of take our time with it, but. There's um, obviously the, that time will come pretty quickly, but uh, we should get it back pretty soon. So, um, yeah, sometime in June. Now, I've got to ask a question, and this is uh, one of those deep and meaningful questions that we ask here yep. on the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. What is your best memory of a servo hot pie? <laughs> oh. I know, I know. Oh, yes, okay. Putting you on one. the spot, I know. <laughs> nah. Okay, so I was singing at a wedding in Edelong. We were at this um, wedding venue, nice food, all of that. After I finished singing, the groom came up to me and he said, hey, we're partying on. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, of course I do. So then I jumped in the car with him and we're heading off. We'd had all this nice food and whatnot, but someone in the car was hungry. <laughs> and he said, can we pull into the servo and get some pies? 
So we jump out of the car and I go with him. He goes up to the pie stand and this thing's chock-a-block. There's pies, you know, front to back in this thing. And the servo guy goes, how many would you like? And he looks at him and he goes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and he bought all of them. I reckon it would have been close to 200 bucks. And we ate them at this party after a wedding. Like this guy, I'm, I'm not even sure if the bride came back. I hope she did. Um, but we were all at this house eating all these pies because the guy bought everyone from the server. Oh, I wish I knew him. <laughs> so, Braggy, I hope you made notes of that story so that uh, it's part of the lyrics. Okay. And, Sean, you've just contributed to the community song that we're doing all about oh, beautiful. survey pies. So thank you for that story. <laughs> and, um, and and I'm sure that we'll um, we'll get that in there somewhere. So, so Sean, mini album comes out in June. You're going to... Yep. Back that and support that with some live shows. Yeah, yeah. I think the plan is to uh, release it in June and uh, and party. Got a, have you got um, a title? It, yes, and I haven't said it yet, but I will say it tonight. It's going to be called uh, "Walking Talking Mess." Whoa, <laughs> good name. Yeah. We That's need to dive into that. So why why that? <laughs> well, it might might be one of the songs on the. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got an exclusive curly album. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. We do. Walking, talking mess. Okay. Look out for it on yeah. all streaming platforms. Do yourself a favour, as that Molly used to say in those one-hour Sunday evening episodes of Countdown. Will you be a walking, talking mess in the clip? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, possibly. There is uh, there is another clip on the way Well, we're, we're sort of working on it. But I, I actually... I've decided I don't think I want to take the main role in this one. I think I want to give it over to one of the other boys. So you might see more of someone else in this one. You could give it to the drummer, but that'd be typecasting. (laughs) (laughs) It might be him, I'm telling you. It took me a while to pick up on that. So, um, (laughs) hey, Sean, once again, legendary for you to be on the show. This is your fifth time. We absolutely, truly... So appreciate the support that you give us. Um, before we go, but share a little bit about Street Press podcast that you do. Share us a little bit about that, and maybe um, you might pick up some additional listeners, no doubt. Yeah, well, that would be good. I mean, you guys are the pros. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Street <laughs> no. Press podcast began um, last last August, but I, I was a music journo a long, long time ago, and I used to love interviewing um artists and that was that was one of my favorite things to do and then I got into radio and I love radio but I started interviewing council and politicians and all that and I said I need an outlet I need an outlet to talk to music musicians again and uh and I, and I figured that the street press was the best way to do that and every week every Wednesday we've got a new artist on or someone from the music industry that's what I've been saying every week it's not just an artist you know anyone in the industry I've had tour managers on um I've had uh, photographers on I've had magazine editors on and we just get them on there and um my favorite thing is being completely unprepared (laughs) (laughs) every week every week and um and and i've been lucky to snag a few um of my own idols you know uh some people i really love and um I'm like, do I break the rules with with those guys? You know, do I do I sit there and write down questions? And then I I get a bit busy, and then I all of a sudden I'm doing the bloody Zoom call again, and I'm like, 
hey man, uh, <laughs> tell me what's been happening. <laughs> and I feel unprofessional, but um, no, it's it's really, really a lot of fun. I love telling stories, uh, and I love uh, talk about music. So put them both together. That's the Street Press yeah, podcast. Cool. Yeah. So, Fantastic, man. That's great. So check it out if you haven't already, because. Um, there's some big names on there, you know. Um, so it's uh, it's quite an impressive lineup that Sean's put together. Yes, lovely guys, Curly, Braggy, Rossi, the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Go and check it out. Go and follow it on Spotify and Apple Music. Also. If you haven't uh, started following the Street Press podcast, if you're just typing it in the search bar every week, um, go and follow it. Um, apparently, it really helps with uh, algorithms and getting the uh, the podcast out there to more people. If you haven't already also and you would like to give me a five-star review, that would be absolutely awesome as well. I think that helps somewhere in the algorithm. Some people have been getting in my ear. They're saying, hey, get the reviews in, <laughs> get the followers, and uh, who knows, you might even get more artists and more opportunities. So, I don't know. Your love would be appreciated. That's all I'm saying. All right, it's time for this. Yeah, this is the part of the show. You can write on in, go to the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters, or you can click in the show notes below and you can write to me and I'll read it out on the show. How's that sound? This one's from Brenton, uh, who's from Catholic Guilt, who I had on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's also a music journalist. And he says, loved the Kiss Chasey Darren interview. Good get, as he doesn't usually do much media. Also loved the chat with Mitch Willard of Best Kept Secret. I always wondered where that band went. Well, Mitch is obviously mixing and mastering the Ritzy Kid songs. That's what he's doing with his life. Uh, <laughs> he's doing other things as well. But uh, I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Best Kept Secret were one of my uh, favourite bands growing up as well there, Brenton. And the Kiss Chasey episode, Darren, that one always gets a bit of a mention somewhere along the pipeline. It's funny how, how late people find it. It was a couple of months ago, but uh, I think it's the most played podcast episode so far. Uh, if not, it would definitely be up there. But uh, Darren was a good interview that time. It was really lovely to chat with him. All right, that's enough for this week's episode. Keep your ears and eyes and everything out for uh, new Ritzy Kids songs. The EP's coming out this year. And uh, if you want to follow us, just go to the Ritzy Kids Band on Instagram. Go to theritzykids.com. You can find all the music. You can find all the videos and everything. It's all on there. All right, until next week, have a good week. Ta-da.